0: Justice Jackson has the opinion of the court this morning in case 22227, Locke de Flambeau Band versus Coughlin. This case concerns two provisions of the bankruptcy code. The first, 11 U.S.C. section 106A, expressly abrogates the sovereign immunity of a, quote, governmental unit, end quote. The second, section 10127, defines that term and that definition is comprised of an extensive list of governmental entities, including the United States, a state, Commonwealth, district, territory, municipality, or foreign state, or a department, agency, or instrumentality of those listed governments, or, quote, other foreign or domestic government, end quote. The question presented in this case is whether those two provisions, the express abrogation of the sovereign immunity of governmental units and the expansive definition of the term governmental unit, taken together unambiguously abrogate the sovereign immunity of federally recognized Indian tribes. The First Circuit concluded below that these statutory provisions do affect an abrogation of tribal sovereign immunity. In the opinion we file with the Clerk today, we agree. In our view, Sections 106A and 10127 unambiguously express Congress's intent to abrogate the sovereign immunity of every government with the power to assert such immunity. The definition of governmental unit in Section 10127 exudes comprehensiveness from beginning to end. It includes a laundry list of governments of varying types, location, nature, and size. It then captures subdivisions of every government within that list. And it concludes with a broad catch-all phrase, other foreign or domestic government. That catch-all phrase is quite notable. Like the phrase, rain or shine, the phrase foreign or domestic combines two poles on a spectrum, and when paired in this way, these words run the gamut, capturing either end, along with anything that falls in between. Consider one example. Members of Congress must must take an oath of office, pursuant to which they solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign or domestic. That plainly covers any enemy in the world, no matter who they are or where they might be. Given the capacious nature of the catch-all phrase in Section 10127, as well as the long and diverse list of governments that precede it, we conclude that the code's definition of governmental unit covers every government under the sun. With respect to the abrogation provision in Section 106A, we observe that that provision incorporates Section 10127's definition of governmental unit full stop Congress did not cherry-pick governments from within the list and abrogate only the sovereign immunity of certain governments, nor did Congress suggest that, for purposes of Section 106A's abrogation, some types of governments should be treated differently than others. Instead, Congress categorically abrogated the sovereign immunity of every government falling within the reach of the statutory definition of governmental unit. So whether the bankruptcy code unambiguously abrogates tribal sovereign immunity depends, in our view, on whether federally recognized tribes are governments. No party in this case seriously disputes that they are. Tribes exercise uniquely governmental functions like taxation and regulation. And Congress has long referred to tribes as governments in numerous statutory provisions this court has repeatedly recognized tribes' governmental status as well. Because the bankruptcy code unambiguously abrogates the sovereign immunity of all governments and federally recognized tribes are indisputably governments, we hold that the bankruptcy code unequivocally abrogates tribal sovereign immunity and accordingly affirm the judgment below. Justice Thomas has filed an opinion concurring in the judgment and Justice Gorsuch has filed a dissenting opinion.